How is everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to everybody about uh, core banking systems, you know, and should you consider updating your core? So let's bring, I want to bring a couple things in here. So this is the PCBB. If anybody watched a couple of my episodes from last week, I kind of introduced people to the BID daily newsletter. So this, this one was particularly about to convert or not to convert your core system. So the decision to convert to a new core banking system is a monumental one. There are many reasons to make the leap so that your institution can continue to grow through a ripe or through a rip and replace may not always be the right option. Uh, determining whether an upgrade to your existing system could save you money and may buy you time for even more evolved systems to come to the market. So um, there are, there's a lot to consider there with a core. So, so again, I'll take a step back for a second. For anybody who doesn't know, every bank out there has what's called a core operating system. Uh, the three probably biggest players on the market right now would be Jack Henry, Fiserv and FIS. Uh, they probably have 70%, 70 some percent of the overall market in terms of uh, the core system, core operating systems for banks across the country. You know, probably talking about, I don't know, 4,600 community or 4,600 banks, commercial banks still in the US, maybe a little over a thousand um, credit unions out there. So probably about 5,600 or so financial institutions. Uh, and basically, like I said, those three main companies, Jack Henry, Pfizer, FIS, uh, they've got the, uh, you know, they've got a, a, the, the majority bulk of the, of the community. So, so let's take a look back here. Let's talk about for a second about the history of core banking systems. So Core banking systems have evolved dramatically since being introduced in the 1960s and 1970s. Those early versions were developed in-house on mainframes with virtually no security, and they only processed core banking transactions. In the 1990s, more flexible, customer-centric core banking systems were developed through the on-premise infrastructure soon became unwieldy and difficult to integrate with new software. Today's Software as a Service, or SAAS, and application programming interface API solutions allow third-party solutions to more easily plug and play with the financial institution's core, unlocking innovative products and services for banking customers. Of course, now core banking systems are entering an entirely new era with next-generation systems on the horizon. We'll kind of get to that in a minute. That's kind of the second part of this video. So, uh, so when to you know when should you consider upgrading your system? Well. Uh, while converting a core banking system is both costly and labor intensive, there are some compelling reasons to finally bite the bullet, especially if not converting will prove costlier in the long run and ultimately stymie the growth of your CFI. For starters, uh, you may simply have outgrown your legacy system. Uh, you may have bought your first core system when your CFI was just starting, and now your CFI has hit a new growth threshold, but your core has reached the limits of its capabilities, or your core has become much too difficult to manage impeding growth. Um, and then it kind of gives an example of a bank, and then it says, you know, when to wait for your core to catch up. Um see here. But before you decide to rip and replace and buy an entire new system, 
First, determine whether an upgrade to your existing core will get you the functionality you need for your future plans. You might be able to get another five or 10 years out of your existing core, enabling you to hold off on a very significant investment until you absolutely need to do so. Moreover, waiting until um, even more advanced offerings are available could prove prudent. This is a good option if you currently lack the, cap the capital to install a new core banking system or if you think it's more strategic to invest in other priorities. There's another possible benefit to waiting as well. The possibility that your core could have new tricks up its sleeve in the next few years. In fact, McKinsey, uh, the consulting firm, uh, predicts some M&A activity between traditional and next-gen core banking system providers over the next several years, which could further evolve what the traditional providers will be able to offer. Many already have incorporated open banking and APIs within their system offerings. Uh, if you determine that you do need to expand your capabilities in some way, but lack the bandwidth, skills, or budget to change providers, it may also be smarter to simply upgrade your existing core to give you the functionality you need for the next decade, allowing you the opportunity to wait for even more advanced offerings to come to market. When you weigh the cost and time investment of switching cores against the potential for your existing core to make the changes you're finding a need for, you might be surprised by which option comes out on top. So, Again, uh, very interesting kind of article having you think about like your core system, like what, you know, what's going on right now? Like, is your is your core system in, in, is is it an antique? Is it working pretty good? Uh, what are your growth strategies for the bank um, in the next few years? And how will that guide your thought process and how you're going about doing certain things? But I, I will tell you from experience, firsthand experience that, you know, changing a core is not something to be taken very lightly. It is a very, uh, very trying process. And, you know, and kind of the, I would say the bigger your bank, uh, the more difficult it is in, in carrying out that, that process. Um, also in terms of cost, time, everything. Um, and, and I would say a lot of times it's probably easier to just upgrade your exi existing core system than it is to replace the existing core system. Um, so just something to think about, but then, you know, it kind of goes on to say in this, in this piece that, you know, maybe you want to wait a little while until something else comes along, maybe a little bit better or a little bit sharper. And that's what leads me to the second article here today. So this is from a website called Finex Tech. And this is an article called why two cores can be better than one written by, uh, Kalu Hoslet, Kyla. Kai Lau Hoslet, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, so this reads, People's Bank had two problems. It needed to grow deposits outside its existing markets, and it wanted to issue customized bank statements and debit cards to new customers following its 2018 acquisition of First National Bank of Suffield. But it struggled to do both with its, with its existing core system. Um, People's ended up standing standing up a sidecar core to create a digital-only bank. Um, and basically, some, you know, it says some financial institutions are using a second core to launch a new bank brand or service. The second core in this arrangement is sometimes called a complementary or a split core, as well as a sidecar or guest house core. Uh, some financial institutions want to innovate via more complex fintech partnerships and instant payments and have encountered the limits of their cur current core provider, 
but there are risks involved. So financial institutions are deeply familiar with the large legacy core providers. Uh, while these firms offer time-tested, seasoned technology, um, advocates for change have promoted other options. The accelerated pace of innovation means banks have encountered long waits and sometimes hefty price tags to make changes. Um, all you need to do is use the core for a general ledger. He says everything else should be pulled out. Kind of an interesting statement. Um, integrated with a bank's core was the biggest challenge to planned upgrades and implementations uh, that respondents identified in the bank director's 2023 technology survey at 74%. Uh, this challenge was especially pronounced at smaller institutions. 77% of respondents at banks below 500 million assets said it was a challenge, along with 91% of respondents at banks between 500 million and 1 billion. Um, a sidecar core allows an already established bank to start from scratch, to build a brand or product while operating in a laboratory environment. Um, you know, it also allows an institution to build the capabilities and skills needed to operate this kind of technology, which can make future expansion and migration easier. Uh, People's Bank partnered with cloud-based core provider uh, Nimbus to launch Zinlo, its digital bank, in 2020. Uh, De Maria says the sidecar core was cheaper than opening a branch, and it took about a month to construct Z uh, Z Zinlo. <laughs> which broke even in two years. Uh, Nimbus offers business process outsourcing, including call center training and operations. Uh, you know, Peoples has had three employees running the brand. Um, and basically the Nimbus CEO says that banks are more open to running a sidecar core because cloud technology has lessened the infrastructure and maintenance requirements to manage one. Um, and it goes on to say in the article here, you know, a lot of banks have great ideas that they can't articulate. They're constrained by their traditional core to show the creativity and the future is all about product development for banks. Um, you know, institutions interested in using a sidecar core for these endeavors should also prepare for the intense strategic operational and compliance considerations they come with, along with the complexity of a second core. They will need to figure out how this investment will support growth, such as an interest income, deposits, or loans, and resist the impulse to solely chase technology for the possibility of its capabilities, Nasser cautions. Um, and then uh, De Maria stresses that adding another core was a lot of work, researching different options, required a lot of collective learning within the bank, and she now provides the board with frequent updates on Zinlo's performance. Additionally, she decided to hire externally for talent with experience uh, managing a national digital footprint. You know, you're running another bank. If you can't commit to all the things that go with running another bank, it's probably not for you because it's going to be a waste of money. Um, you know, people's sidecar core was enough of a success to persuade management to fully convert to Nimbus's core project plan for the summer of 2025. Um, De Maria says the conversion is arduous, but that the sidecar increased executive confidence that this was the right move for them. You know, we could see the difference side by side between the quality of Zinlo, customers' user experiences versus people, people's bank one. De Maria says, you know, we've proven the Nimbus concept with Zinlo, which removes some of the mystery of the unknown. Being on it gives us a higher degree of confidence for sure. So uh, again, this is a very interesting article. So basically it, it, it points out that if you, know, if you were looking to experiment a little bit and, you know, if you're looking to open like a digital bank 
as kind of a, as kind of a side bank to what you're currently doing, depending on what your strategy is that, you know, do it with uh, what they call a side core um, or a guest core. And that is it is a very interesting concept because of the fact that you get to look at these two cores side by side and you get to see how, you know, how they're performing and, and what's and, you know, does it really make sense? I mean, it's a great way to kind of figure out if, uh, you know, if you do want to upgrade your core and if it's worth going through the cost and the hassle of doing it. But again, you know, a lot of, a lot of red lights there. I mean, you could see at the end of the article that the people involved basically expressed that like what a monumental task this is. It's a huge, huge undertaking that should not be, uh, you know, taken lightly. And again, and we could get into a very long conversation about core providers and the issues with that in terms of the the, the contracts, the technology, what they're providing, what they're not providing, this and that. Uh, it, it is a very, you know, very long conversation and, uh, you know, probably something I would love to get um, somebody to come on and interview about that one of these days and basically talk about like, OK, well, what's you know, you know, what do you what do you think about this technology? What do you recommend? What do you see from the big core providers um, in terms of just what they're doing today and how that is affecting banks around the country. So, but again, great topic, very, you know, very interesting thing to think about. So, um, you know, again, there's a number of reasons why you would want to upgrade a bank's core system. There's also a lot of reasons why you wouldn't. Uh, but again, just some some interesting things to think about here. You know, technology is improving. Uh, there could be some very good reasons for trying it or, or, or adapting or doing something a little different. And, um, you know, just great, uh, great uh, food for thought. But uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, um, share. That always helps the channel. And I will be back to everybody real soon. Thanks a lot.